A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. So that's it. The World Cup is finished. It's over for the last three weeks. The eyes of the world have been fixed on Brazil as we've all been watching teams of athletes running around a green rectangle attempting to stick a ball between two posts. And it's been fascinating. It's been dramatic and it's been emotional. The winners of the competition were this year, of course, Germany, and they were very convincing, weren't they? It was a tough match against the runners-up Argentina, um, but ultimately Germany emerged as the victors. And what a team. What a team they are, indeed. Uh, We're going to be covering uh, what happened in the last few days of the World Cup in this episode. And this, in fact, is the third and final podcast in which I read out your comments from the World Cup forum thread on teacherluke.co.uk. Comments written in the forum have been corrected by me, and now I'm going to read them out to you. Okay? Um, I'll also respond to some of the things that listeners have said in the forum while uh, reading them out. So I'll respond with uh, some of my comments. I hope that you can tell when it's me giving my opinion and when it's the comments of a listener. I hope you can tell the difference between those things. Um, as usual, I'm very interested to hear and read about uh, what you think in response to these these comments by listeners. I know there are plenty of other people listening to the podcast that haven't left comments in the forum. So don't forget, you can always visit teacherluke.co.uk and just uh, leave your thoughts there uh, as a way of kind of, you know, sort of continuing the conversation. Um, So, um, all in all, I've massively enjoyed this World Cup. Speaking only of football and atmosphere in the stadiums, Brazil have been great hosts. It's clear how passionate people get, not only in Brazil, but also in America in general. That has resulted in, in in a very dramatic tournament, full of stories and interesting moments. Off the pitch, there is still some controversy hanging over the competition, with plenty of questions being asked about the decisions to spend millions of dollars on developing the stadiums without giving enough money back to the host community in Brazil, which does need investment. Brazil looked brilliant in the competition, with lots of pictures, and footage of Brazil's landmarks, features on TV about Brazil's culture and the friendliness friendliness of the people. Generally, I think the country looked great and I'm sure it's going to help with tourist revenue and so on. I just really hope that the Brazilian people feel the benefit of hosting what has been a really great World Cup. Um, I'm recording this episode in London. I'm 
in the in South London in my friend's apartment. I'm staying here for a few days. Um, he's on holiday, and he very very generously allowed me to stay in his apartment. Um, so you might hear some street noise outside. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the sound of South London. It's a bustling, busy noise. There are buses going past. There are people out there in the street. Um, this is life in in South London. Um, this is actually the apartment where I recorded um, an episode of the podcast called uh, The Story of Salvo. That one was recorded sort of fairly late at night. Um, and uh, But you can still hear all the different sounds, the buses and the cars and, and other noises that come out from, from the street there. Um, so back to this episode. F- for context, um, this forum thread was open in about the middle of the quarter-final round, before we knew exactly who would be in the semi-finals of the World Cup, and before the shocking 7-1 defeat of Brazil by Germany, which happened this time last week. And And also, this forum thread was opened before the intense final, um, of course, which Germany... Germany? No. Germany ultimately won, allowing them to lift the trophy for the fourth time. So watch out, Brazil, because Germany could equal your World Cup winning record soon. If they win the next one, that's it. It's going to be five Germany and five for Brazil. Watch out, Brazil. Your crown may be uh, stolen by Germany at this rate. Um, So, right. Here are your comments. As ever... It's great to be able to read out your contributions, and I hope that you all enjoy listening to messages from around the world. You can read all these comments, which have been corrected by me, on teacherluke.co.uk. Just find the page for this episode. You can read phrases there and pick them up. In fact, there are a number of great phrases and bits of vocabulary in this episode, which have been used either by me or by um, my listeners who wrote comments. And uh, these phrases, as I said, you can read them, teacherluke.co.uk, just find the, uh, the page for this. Um, and either these phrases are related specifically to football, or they're phrases that you can also use to talk about other things. Um, so they're not I'm not actually explicitly teaching them to you. It's just up to you to track them down, to find them, and to to pick them up, to acquire them, okay? So you have to be like text detectives uh, while studying from from this episode of Luke's English Podcast. And that's, in fact, something I always say um, related to how you can learn bits of vocab. Sometimes I actually teach you specific things, like I do an episode devoted to teaching you uh, certain aspects of language. And other times I'm just sort of presenting language to you uh, in hopefully quite an easy to digest way, uh, presenting it to you through the voice of, uh, of me, um, and um, so I, I attempt to try and introduce you to language just by using it in a natural and authentic way. Um, and um, if you want to know more about how you can use Luke's English Podcast to improve your English, why not check out one of my um, earlier episodes? I uploaded it a couple of months ago, and it's called How to Learn English with Luke's English Podcast. Uh, go to the archives on teacherluke.co.uk and you can find that episode there. It's full of useful advice on how you can use episodes like this one to improve your English. Okay, right, so let's get started with the comments thread. My original comment um, uh, goes like this. 
um, and it said, the new World Cup thread is now open. Leave your comments about the World Cup here, and I will read them out in a podcast episode. Here are some questions for you to consider. Number one, which team do you think will win? Number two, who is the star of the World Cup so far? Number three, what has surprised you the most in this competition? Number four, what are some of the best moments so far? Number five, what are the worst things about this World Cup, in your opinion? And number six, any other comments? And we kick off with Elena Nedyalkova. And she gets started straight away with a joke, which I think is a good way to begin anything, really. And it says, um, if Italy wins the World Cup, free pizza. If Germany wins the World Cup, free beer. If the Netherlands win the World Cup, Free weed. So go Colombia. Very funny. Thank you for that, Elena. Next is from Zdenek, and he gets straight in. Just gets stuck in here, Zdenek does. Hello, Luke. I've been enjoying the World Cup. Some matches have really surpassed all my expectations. It's really exciting to see Latin American teams go crazy when they win or lose. It's always so emotional. Football is a beautiful game indeed. First question. Luke, I said in the first thread, I still think... uh, Hold on a second. I still think Argentina and Holland are strong favourites. I'm not going to write off Germany and Brazil because they both might get very far. On the other hand, I don't think France will get too far. With a bit of luck, they'll get knocked out by Nigeria. With a bit of luck, Zdenek, you're uh, you're not fond of the French then. Um... I'm I'm now most definitely rooting for Costa Rica. It's so spectacular that a small nation like that can beat big football nations just because they stick to good tactics and give it everything on the pitch. The Costa Ricans work their socks off in every game. They truly have won my supporter's heart. Uh, second question, um, who's the star of the World Cup? Number one star so far is James Rodriguez from Colombia. He's scored five goals in four matches already, and the one against Uruguay was one of the best goals I've ever seen. Um, other stars are Robin from Holland, despite his diving. Neymar from Brazil, despite his diving and ridiculous penalty style. I also think that stars don't always win matches, and neither do Moons. Which is a good point, Stenek. It's true, um, and neither do sons either. Although some no, sons might do, uh, but not daughters because um, there are no women on the on the pitch. Uh, so anyway, the the players. So uh, uh, he's saying the team spirit is is more important. Yes, I agree. Um, a balanced team like Germany might well go all the way. Third one. What surprised you the most? I'm sorry, Luke, but it's definitely the fiasco of England as well as Italy and Spain. Another thing that struck me is how strong all the teams from both American continents are, even the USA. I have to apologise to all Americans. I said previously that they, they can't play football or soccer or whatever. Well, it turns out they can. Tactically, they've been very good so far. I wonder how much it's due to Jürgen Klinsmann. He seems to have played a major role in this US team renaissance. Um... Fourth one, what are some of the best moments so far? Loads of amazing goals and good shots into the woodwork. The woodwork, by the way, means the posts, the posts or the crossbar. We call it the woodwork. Um, so if you hit the post or if you hit the bar, 
it means that you've hit the woodwork. Okay, woodwork just means cro uh, the posts on the side and the bar at the top. Um, I most enjoyed some of the long-range goals, like the Rodriguez one, and generally the fact that so many goals have been scored up to now. Defensive football is on the wane, hopefully. If something's on the wane, it means it's kind of getting less and less. Um, it's it's sort of uh, disappearing slowly. Okay, it's on the wane. Um, number five. What are the worst things about this World Cup, in your opinion? It has to be uh, the Suarez bite. Yes. It's a shame that one of the best players in the World Cup, the one who alone managed to send the England national team home, does something indecent and inhumane like that. It's the third time he's done this in his career. Yet, ironically, I feel sorry for him. The suspension is a massive loss for the tournament itself, and the major reason... Uh, Uruguay didn't stand a chance against Colombia. Clearly he just can't control his emotions. Or you think he might really be a vampire? Well, I'm not sure, Zdenek, if he actually is a vampire, because um, I mean, normally vampires operate at night, don't they? I mean, normally they, they sort of do it under the, under the cover of darkness, because the, the usual rules of vampires are that if they go out in the sunlight, then they kind of, you know, they disintegrate or they catch fire or something. Unless, of course, you're watching Twilight, in which case they just glitter, which, you know, is, it's not the same, is it? I think they should, you know, catch fire like in the proper vampire stories. Um, but anyway, maybe uh, is Suarez a vampire? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he's a vampire because um, he did it during daylight hours. I think he's just, uh, just, he's just a biter. Um, so, um, um, and why on earth did he hold his teeth like that right after the incident? Like they hurt or something. I mean, if you're a vampire, you might as well do your business in a professional manner. Um, yeah, it's true. After Suarez did the biting incident, he did, he sort of rolled, he fell to the floor holding his face as normal and he was holding his teeth like, oh, my teeth. I think originally his story, his excuse was that, it had been an accident and the guy banged his shoulder against Suarez's face and it hit his teeth and so he's holding his teeth. But you wouldn't hold your teeth, would you? You'd hold part of your face where it hurt. So it's just bad acting, really. I mean, you, I often see bad acting on the football pitch where someone like has, someone's uh, hurt their leg and they're holding their face and then they're, they're sort of holding different parts of their face. Like, oh! hurts so much uh, different parts of the face hurts like wh where are you holding that's not where you're injured it's ridiculous um, I've talked about the stupidity and ridiculousness of play acting on the field before I think you'll probably get the message about that um, right where was I where was I Zdenek um, um, yes so something like like yeah I, he says, I will repeat myself, but I can't help not include the, the diving phenomenon among my worst moments so far. I'm absolutely fed up with all the divers. I mean, come on, guys. Why don't you take your bloody snorkels, flippers, or fins, or what you may call it, and go diving in your natural habitat, in the sea, or in a lake? Good points, Denek. Get some goggles, get a snorkel, go diving properly. You'll see some fish. Uh, you won't just annoy people. You'll actually, you know, get to see... You might see a shark or something. That would be interesting. Imagine Suarez diving and seeing a shark. 
Who's going to bite who? That's the question. Um, like I said, he, Zdenek continues, like I said in my previous contribution, divers such as Robin or Suarez are just a disgrace to football. And I reckon... What we're going to see, and I reckon we're going to see more of this. You think it's going to happen more and more, Zdenek? I've got an interesting idea with divers. Maybe what we should do is, when we see a diver um, diving, the punishment should be that they have to go diving in a pool full of sharks and uh, just see if they survive. I realise that's a ridiculous idea because it could result in the deaths of the needless deaths of uh, professional footballers um, that they would be eaten alive by by uh, uh, sort of carnivorous fish i think that's not necessary so i take that back actually it's just a stupid idea funny one maybe i mean in someone's minds but uh some people's minds but still number six any other comments he says luke could you please stop justifying that you do so many episodes about football a it is way above justifiable you're english and you love football and most of the planet loves it b your listeners will be happy Whatever you say on the podcast, there's a police car there coming outside, as you can hear. That's the sound of a, of a London police car. It's a complicated noise. Yeah. All right. Someone's done something wrong, as usual. Right. What Zdenek was saying. So, B, your listeners will be happy whatever you say on the podcast. And C, I'm sure that your football episodes will definitely attract more and more listeners. Let's all enjoy the rest of the tournament. I'm already excited about today's games. Thanks, Denik. Thanks for the vote of confidence. I appreciate it. Um, next we have Robert, and he says, Hi Luke, I come from Poland. My country, unfortunately, didn't qualify for the World Cup, so I had to choose another country to support. I really like watching Germany. They always are determined and focused on their aim. Uh, first question, which team do you think will win? Uh, and he says, before the World Cup, I had four favourites. Brazil, Germany, Uruguay and Argentina. I predicted Spain would not play well because of being burnt out. Spain has won everything recently. I thought that, um, I thought that teams from South America would have a big advantage uh, because of the climate. My prediction was right. From South America, only Ecuador didn't qualify. From Europe, only 6 out of 13 teams qualified for the last 16. Now, I think that the main favourite is Germany. Germany plays very well, and I predict the most important match for Germany would be with Brazil in the semi-final. The second semi-final, I think, will be between Argentina and the Netherlands. But it's really difficult to say who will win. Well, Robert, you, you got it completely right. Um, your prediction's... Um, we're absolutely on the money there. Um, secondly, who is the star of the World Cup? And he says, I think one of the stars is Joel Campbell from Costa Rica. Um, he was, for me, completely unknown before the World Cup, but he showed that he can play football. Even Arsene Wenger said he wants him to come back to Arsenal from Piraeus. I think Piraeus is, um, is another team. Is it a Greek team? Um, second is the Mexico goalkeeper Guillermo Ochoa. He had uh, he had a few fantastic saves. He was like a wall against Brazil. I'm sure that he would not have any problems to find a new club. It's true there were some you know players like well Ochoa and uh, Rodriguez, for example, who were stunning players. And I mean, it's it was a pity when they got knocked out of the tournament because it meant that we couldn't see more of them. I mean, it would have been great to see other players 
you know, really shining. But that's just the nature of the tournament, isn't it? Number three, what has surprised you the most in this competition? He says, the first thing is, unfortunately, the referees' mistakes. They've made a lot of obvious mistakes. A penalty to Brazil, offside to Bosnia and Herzegovina, non-given penalty to, to the Netherlands. And when Robin was not fouled, the referee gave a penalty. I have to admit that the best referee so far is Howard Webb. He's English, thank you very much. At least one English man did well in this World Cup. Um, the best referee so far is Howard Webb. Even um, even though uh, my country was cheated by him during the European Championships in Austria and Switzerland, when he gave an absurd penalty penalty in 90 minutes against Poland. Webb did not make any mistakes in the match between Brazil and Chile, although he had some difficult decisions to make. I was surprised positively by Costa Rica, Algeria, Chile and Iran. I was so disappointed after the Brazil and Chile match. Chile played amazingly. They didn't calculate. They were not afraid of Brazil. Uh, they thought only about winning. Number four was what are some of the best moments and he says it's hard to say uh, the best moments of the world cup the whole world cup is amazing almost all the matches were fantastic number five what are the worst things about this world cup in your opinion i think the first is cameroon's attitude to the world cup they wanted to play for their country only for money when somebody is called up he shouldn't think about money somebody should somebody should think about how to win Second is definitely Suarez, but I think that FIFA gave him too strict a punishment. He should have been fined two months without football. Four months is too long. Okay. Andreas Rosenfeld says, Hi Luke, the World Cup has been amazingly good and entertaining so far. We've seen many nice goals, and yes Luke, girls too. Lots of colourful fans and some episodes of cannibalism as a cherry on top. I really like this bloke Suarez, he's got great teeth. And besides this biting fetish, he's dis and b besides this biting fetish, he's been able to play football too. Of course, sorry about the three lions fiasco, Luke. There's always next time for England. Yes, yes, that's that's true. They they do have another opportunity next time to dis disappoint everybody. I'm sure they'll take that opportunity with both hands. Um, here are the questions: uh, Which team will win? He says, I still believe that Germany will go all the way, but Brazil and the Netherlands look strong too. And who knows, maybe Costa Rica will blow a surprise bomb this year. Um, you were right with Germany, um, Andreas. So, number two, who is the star? In my previous post, I guessed that the star of the World Cup would be Van Persie. Um, but now I'm not so sure about that anymore. As Zdenek mentioned in his post, James Rodriguez has played brilliant football and scored one really stunning goal. And he's so young, 22 years old only. A great future ahead of him, I hope. Um, surprise? Um, there have been lots of surprises in this tournament. The biggest one, in my opinion, is Costa Rican success so far. Unfortunately, Costa Rica didn't... Um, get beyond the quarterfinals but still it, that's 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 good uh number four what uh best moments best moments i think that uh, will be the first goal van Persie scored against spain an impressive diving header that was really beautiful fifth um worst things there aren't many 
There aren't many of them. In some games, the referees acted weirdly, especially in yesterday's game, uh, the Netherlands versus Mexico, where the referee gave a penalty after Robin's five-star diving performance. But overall, I'm happy. Uh, number six, any other comments? In one of your World Cup episodes, you told us the story of how you met Frank Lampard in the loo the other day. I experienced the same situation some time ago. Not with Mr Lampard, of course, but my co-urinator was the former Derby County and Sunderland much-loved goalie and Estonian former goalkeeper Mart Poom, a.k.a. the Poominator. By the way, after he moved from Derby, Derby to Sunderland, he actually scored a last-minute equaliser against his, his old team, Derby County, on the 20th of September 2003. Goalies don't, don't score much, usually, as you know, but the Poominator did that. You can check this out if you like. Enjoy the rest of the tournament, everyone. And there is a there's a YouTube YouTube video link here, um, which will be embedded on the web page, and you can actually see the Puminator scoring an an amazing headed goal. And it's true, goalkeepers hardly ever score goals, so it's really amazing when it does happen. Um, Miranda says, um, "Which team do you think will win? Argentina." Sorry, Miranda. Sorry. Number two, who's the star of the World Cup? James Rodriguez. Uh, yes, if only we'd seen more of him. Third, uh, what's surprised you the most in this competition? She says, it surprised me that teams like Spain, England, Portugal and Italy, four good teams, are out. Um, what are some of the best moments so far? Robin can fly. When the Dutch scored a stunning goal against Spain. Miguel Herrera, Mexico's coach with his emotional celebrations. Funny guy. James Rodriguez of Colombian team of the Colombian team, um, celebrates by salsa dancing with teammates after scoring his first goal during the 2014 FIFA World Cup. Fifth, um, one of the worst things about the World Cup, in your opinion, Luis Suarez and his bites. Any other comments? Amazing stadiums in 2014 World Cup Brazil. Thank you, Miranda. Mohamed K says, um, I think Germany or the Netherlands will win. But I hope Brazil or Argentina. Well, sorry to, to disappoint you. In a way, Mohamed, you're disappointed because the team that you hoped would win didn't win. But you should be sort of fairly happy because your prediction was correct with Germany. Uh, number two, who's the star of the World Cup so far? And he says there are more than one, but Neymar and Messi are the best, in my opinion. Um, Third, what has surprised you the most in this competition? He said stadiums in Brazil are good and more than what we expected. Fourth, um, some of the best moments. He says watching excited, beautiful girls supporting their teams. Um, it's funny the way that the cameramen in the stadiums always manage to pick out the kind of gorgeous fans in the in the audience. It must be quite fun to be a cameraman at the World Cup. Unless, of course, you want to watch the football. Uh, but some of these cameramen, I'm sure, have been told, "Okay, just just pan around, just pan around the stadium, and just look for beautiful girls, and just you know film them." I mean, it's a sort of pervert's dream job, isn't it? I suppose. Um, anyway, um, I'm not saying that all cameramen are perverts. 
just some of them. Um, anyway, um, worst things in the World Cup, he said, missing great teams like Italy, Spain and England in round 16. Uh, any other comments? He said, could you please give us some information about football history, like when it was invented and who invented it, and what are the reasons behind its popularity, in your opinion, and why do you think it's very popular in South America and Europe, but less in Asia and North America? Is it a big question? Yes, it is quite a big question. And by the way, how can I modify my comments if I want to? Is it possible? Okay, so, uh, Mohammed, you should be able to modif modify any comments that you've written in the forum. There should be a little button um, that says edit. Um, if you let me, let me just go to the discussion forum, I can see what it looks like. Um, Okay, so we're in the discussion forum here, having a look. World Cup comments thread number three. And, uh, yeah, just um, at the top of your post, you should find a selection of um, options. There should be there, and it, you've got things like edit um, um, and, and some other options there. So I hope that you can see them at the top. Um, maybe you can't see them. They, they may only be available to me as the administrator. Um, so if you can't actually edit something you've written, what you could do is just just send an, just um, add another comment afterwards asking for a correction to be made. That's the best I can do at this point. Um, I'll see if I can change some of the the um, like configurations so that you can edit. But uh, have a look. See if there's an edit button in forum posts, um, and uh, that will allow you to to make changes to what you've written there. Um, Okay, and and going back to the other question about um, um, like history of football and reasons why it's popular, yes, that is a big question. In fact, several big questions. Um, I don't have time to deal with it right now because I've got to get through all these comments. Uh, I don't want to just sort of start banging on about football history, although it is a very interesting subject. Um, from my point of view. Um, I mean, football would have been played... Okay, I'm going to give it in a nutshell. Okay, here's my answer to the history question in a nutshell. And I'm by no means an expert on this, although I did study a little bit of uh, football history at school. Um, I think that probably people have been kicking balls around in different countries for, for thousands of years. I, I don't think it's um, uh, something that was invented by one nation exactly. I think... Uh, people have you know have kicked uh, balls or kicked other things around for sport in one form or another for many 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 years uh, when it comes to the actual formalizing of the game like the writing down of the rules and so on um, now I can't account for the entire world but I know that the way that football was was written down is in part influenced by the development of industrialization so if i tell the english version of the story that 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 will kind of clarify what i'm talking about now okay in england in fact i think a lot of people believe that that england is the home of football um that may be you know you may be able to disagree with that if you've got good reasons for it but i've got a fairly good sort of reason for why uh football may have originated in england um i don't think that as i said i don't think we were the first to kick a ball around uh, although we do have very very old footballing traditions involving these um 
sort of medieval games in which the, the, the whole town, the whole village would play a game of football once a year and the entire team, the entire village would be involved. What would happen is someone would go through the town drawing a line on the ground and if you were on the left side of the line you were in that team and if you were on the other side of the town you were in the other team and then way on the one end of town uh, on the, you know, at the top of a hill for example they would put a goal which could just be two posts or a loop just stuck in the ground and then way over on the other side of the town uh, you know in a field somewhere they would put the other goal okay and every single person in the, in the town would take part there were virtually no rules except just get the ball through the goal and it would be like you know it would take all day there would people be rolling around in the ground you you wouldn't know where the ball was uh you know, huge playing area, um, a very violent um, activity, an opportunity for men to prove themselves. And if you could be the guy who scored a goal, then you would be sort of celebrated as the hero of the village or whatever. Um, so that's very, very, very old tradition there. And football sort of, you know, developed in different ways. The universities started to play it after it had been formalised to an extent. The universities started playing it and they formed rules f- for the game there and you know limited the field so that there was a specific uh, 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 area drawn onto the grass and they controlled it and and so on Um, then with the development of industrial um, uh, factories and the the development of the railway was a very important aspect of uh, the history of football so for example uh, factories which were owned by sort of middle class uh, people who may have gone to a university or may have gone to a school that, that played football these factories which had big teams of of workers um, the factory owners would often organize football teams at their factory because they realized it was a really good way of developing team spirit in your uh, you know in your staff okay so the factories would have football teams and um, they would play against each other um, and then with the develop with the development of the the railway and I know that trains were sort of developed around the same time in many different places, but some of the first um, like trains that went along tracks um, uh, were developed in England, um, and uh, the country was was connected by railways, and that was such an important moment in British history because it allowed the country to be connected in a way that it had never been connected before. People could move to different regions very easily and uh, without having to spend a lot of money, and. So so factories, factory football teams would travel around the country and start playing against other factories and that was the, the beginning of professional football um, and you, you know that uh, many of the oldest clubs in England uh, are, are originate from this time, um, the industrial period uh, when um, towns were represented by teams and they would play against each other and of course because Britain at that time was the you know the world's biggest empire uh, it, it took the rules of football around the world the formalized written rules and took them to different different places now I can't I can't necessarily say that um, England introduced the rules of football everywhere but I know that England did introduce the rules of football to many places and was a key player in formalizing an international set of rules FIFA then of course you know uh, since then have become the controlling governing body of international football there must have been a time when there was some 
you know chain handover or something from uh, the English rules to the international rules you know as written by FIFA because England aren't really involved so much anymore it's more of a French or uh, continental European uh, thing um, all right so that's a lot, bit of history about football but the reason why it's so popular well that's kind of a mystery I think perhaps football is so popular because um, you don't need anything really to play it all you need is something to kick around it could be a ball it could be an inf- inflated pig's bladder it could be anything really it's something that just rolls around a coconut or something I don't know I mean it's it's pretty simple you don't need much equipment um, and maybe the fact that it, you play it with your feet just gives it that extra element of challenge and fun um, but why is it so popular in South America I can't really tell you you just need to I mean I'd, I hopefully some of my South American listeners will be able to tell us more about that so if you got a good theory as to why uh, football is such a popular sport especially in, in South America do let us know um, write your comments on the page um, uh, I could do a whole episode about the history of football, um, but I think I've just kind of given you my brief version. Anyway, so next comment is from Amber. And uh, Amber says, Dear Teacher Luke. Hi, Dear Teacher Luke. Um, glad we're moving on with this kind of episode. Wicked. Um, number one, which team will win? Sadly, all those I rooted for earlier lost, except for Brazil. And they've been fantastic so far, so I hope Brazil wins. Sorry, Amber. Sorry to, you know, sorry that they let you down. Or Costa Rica. Um, number two, who is the star of the World Cup? I don't really see them as some sort of stars. I don't like the term because it can have negative connotations. And being referred to as a star often turns them into some arrogant prima donnas or untouchable idols who then usually get carried away with fame, money and everything. So we have divers, ballet dancers, time wasters or even Hannibal Lecters on the pitch and that can be pretty annoying to watch. Excellent football players who can focus on the game and do what they came for, yes. Frankly I admire goalkeepers like Ochoa, Nevas and Cesar. Also Neymar from Brazil is great and I'd rather call those colourful fans in the stadiums stars in a positive way. They seem more interesting sometimes than all the divers together. Um, What has surprised you the most? Um, And uh, she says, I I was very surprised by some referees who appeared to be... Uh, appeared to be so unjust thinking we were all blind and had no clue about what what a penalty is um, and what it's not what's clear uh, you know what's a clear goal foul come on people I'm a girl and they they couldn't fool me not to mention you men and hardcore football fans who know much more oh Costa Rica also surprised me they're good yeah Yeah, they're good. They weren't quite good enough, but they did very well. What are some of the best moments so far? Cracking goals by Brazilians and Costa Ricans, plus every penalty there was so far, even the missed ones. Slow motion parts that show funny gestures on footballers' faces and their weird body moves. Priceless. I found only a few of those lads there handsome and cute, but I I forgot their names. Uh, Oops. And again... Uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina in World Cup 2014 for the first time ever. Ole! Number five. What are the worst things about this World Cup, in your opinion? She says, Referees made so many mistakes. Technology should be introduced so that they can't dictate the final result. I wish I was wrong, but I'm afraid the mistakes still uh, are still being made. No, 
sorry, I wish I was wrong, but I'm afraid the mistakes still being made were pre-calculated and agreed on beforehand. At first, Croatia was robbed in the first game against Brazil. Iran was robbed against Argentina. Bosnia was robbed against Nigeria. USA was robbed against Portugal. Do I need to go on? And sadly, there will be no. That sadly, there will be more. Excuse me. And sadly, there will be more such things that kill joy and fun. Don't you think it's better to lose fair than win cheating? My country's team was disqualified unfairly by an obvious mistake by the ref. The crystal clear goal by Edwin Dzeko was chalked off for, for offside. Really? Oh, leave it out, will you? And that was, of course, just one of the horrible decisions that, is, that uh, uh, was made in that game. To be honest, our coach made a few mistakes. Players made a few mistakes. The weather conditions were bad. But that was a clear goal. Also, a goal for Nigeria is still debatable, but many people say it was actually a foul. Later, Bosnia and Herzegovina won in their third match 3-1. So if that clear goal had been allowed by the referee, Bosnia would be in the quarterfinals. And who wouldn't be cheesed off after all that? Anyway, chin up and move on. One more thing, the stadiums are splendid. It all looks spectacular. But too much money has been spent on them. Too much. Number six, any other comments? She says, about Suarez. He's a very good football player, and it's such a pity he got so low and repeated the same mistake again. No doubt he needs professional help. It's sad. I feel for both him and that Italian he bit. And Bella Italia lost too. Oh dear. When this all ends soon, I'll go on vacation to finally rest. Yippee! Amra. Uh, greetings from Bosnia. Uh, I hope you're on holiday and resting, Amber. Um, me too. I'm I'm on holiday here in London, although I'm also sort of doing other things. It's not my official summer holiday, but I'm just having a bit of time out. Um, I hope you're enjoying your holiday, Amra, uh, wherever you are. Um, the next comment is from Sabine, and she says, Hi, Luke. Thank you so much for reading out my comments. I really felt honoured. And I couldn't help smiling, although I was on the train again when I heard it. And to the people around me, I must have looked a little bit like an idiot somehow. But then I immediately got addicted to hearing you read out my comments. So here's another one. Number one, which team do you think will win? Basically, I don't dare to say it out loud. But as it's, strictly speaking, not me who's actually saying it, I may be able to write it only once and as quiet as I can. It's us. Germany. Well, you're right. You're right, Sabine. You don't need to be too sheepish about it. It's fine. Um, You deserve to win, and you did win. Number two, who is the star of the World Cup so far? I'd still vote for Guillermo Ochoa, the Mexican keeper at this point, but I totally agree with you. Raiz Mboli, the Algerian keeper, was brilliant yesterday. Really impressive. The German media all idolised Manuel Neuer, that's the German goalkeeper, for saving our neck yesterday. But in my opinion, he played way too dangerous and had and had, had more... Th- All right, now, this sentence was a little bit problematic for Sabine, so I'm going to read it as she read it to you and her comments. <laughs> and then I'm going to sneeze. Oh, it feels good. Oh, it's nice to sneeze, you know what I mean? They say that it's an eighth of an orgasm. 
a sneeze. I've, I've read that a number of times. Sneeze is like the, an eighth of an orgasm. I don't know how they manage to calculate an orgasm and how they divide it into sections, but apparently a sneeze is like one-eighth of an orgasm. Does that mean if you have eight sneezes in a row that you, that you have an orgasm? Uh, I don't know. I'm not one of these people who sneezes a lot. Um, you know, some people sneeze again and again. It's quite funny when that happens, I have to admit. I've got friends who do that sometimes. You'll just be talking to them and they'll suddenly start going... Like, um, you alright? Stop sneezing, you're okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it must be quite uh, tricky for them. But I find it amusing. It's harmless fun. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Yes. So, Sabine started writing a, a sentence here which she wasn't sure about. So, I'm going to read the sentence as she wrote it. And then I'm going to make a comment about it. About gra- it's, it's grammar time. Okay. Um, so, she said, The German media all idolised Manuel Neuer for saving our neck yesterday. But, in my opinion, he played way too dangerous and had had more than just... Uh, a little bit of dumb luck that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of the empty goal at least once. And then she says, I'm afraid I need a little bit of language coaching here. Is that right? Two hads and all that? And even more important, does it still sound natural that way? I wrote it intuitively and now I have no idea where to look up such a complicated sentence. Okay, so there's two things in this sentence, Sabine. One of them is you're not sure about having had and had together. Because you said, um, he played way too dangerous and had had more than just a little bit of dumb luck. Um, So, okay, it is possible to have had and had together. Because that would be past perfect, uh, the auxiliary verb had, with... uh, had as well as a main verb like the way you could say to have lunch uh i had had lunch when i met him in the afternoon i wasn't hungry because i had had lunch fine so had had is okay but in your sentence it's not appropriate you don't need to use past perfect you can just use past simple he played too dangerously and he he had more than a little bit of luck it's not necessary to to talk about a past in the past you're just talking about one past see what i mean just the past of the game not what happened before the game just simply the the sequence of events in the game so past perfect's not necessary so not had had in this case all right uh by the way he played too dangerously because dangerously is the adverb um sort of forgivable that one uh, but it should be an adverb because you're explaining how he played. He played too dangerously. You know that. Um, but then there's something else in this sentence, uh, Sabine, which is the the bit that goes, uh, he had just a little bit of dumb luck that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of. So the sentence should stop there. The Al- too mu- A little bit of dumb luck that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of. So there you've used a f- relative clause with that. Dumb luck that the Algerians, blah, 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 blah. That's a relative clause, okay? So here we've got uh, that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of. So that verb phrase, to take advantage of something, the object of that is the dumb luck, okay? All right, so a little bit of dumb luck that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of. You know this. But So that means you can't then add an object on the end of take advantage of. You can't say take advantage of the empty goal because dumb luck is the object of that verb. All right, Uh, More than just a little bit of dumb luck that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of the empty goal at least once. Hmm. 
So it should be they had more than a, a little bit of dumb luck that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of. Now you could cont- you could add the empty goal at least once, but you'd need to change it from a relative clause into just an additional clause with uh, the word at word and. Um, so let's have. In my opinion, uh, he played way too dangerously and had more than just a little bit of dumb luck. Uh, and the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of the empty goal at least once. Okay, uh, I hope it's not quite the same because I see what you mean. That the 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 dumb luck was that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of the empty goal at least once. Let's okay. Third option. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, it played way too dangerously, and he had more than just a little bit of dumb luck. In that, the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of the empty goal at least once. Let's do that one. Um, All right, so in that is like a way of saying um, because, right, in in the way that. Um, All right, okay, so I'm just going to add this in. So my, my, my comment as written here is, I'm afraid I need to a little bit... All right, hold on, that's her comment. Uh, I said, here's the corrected version. He played way too dangerously and he and had more than just a little bit of dumb luck in that the Algerians weren't able to take advantage of the empty goal at least once. So that's, that's, uh, that's my, my comment there. Okay, number three. What has surprised you the most in this competition? Spain, England, Italy. And Joachim Lowe, or as I like to call him, J-Lo, when he selected... Sh- uh, Shkodran Mustafi for our team. Mustafi plays for Sampdoria Genua and hardly anyone in Germany knows him. Um, I don't know how much of a, uh, a, an influence Mustafi had on this victory, but it must have been the right choice uh, because ultimately Germany won. So, you, you know, it seems that uh, Joachim Lowe made all the right decisions. Um, Joachim, is that right? Or is it Joachim? I think it's Joachim, isn't it? Number four, what are some of the best moments so far? The interview Per Mertesacker gave to the German media yesterday, right after the match. That's the match. Um, which match? Um, oh, I can't remember which match it was. Anyway, uh, the interview that Per Mertesacker gave to the German media yesterday, right after the match, was simply brilliant. He got really annoyed by the stupid questions the reporter was asking, and he didn't try to hide it. You can read it here, and there's a link to uh, the interview. Um, Number five, what are the worst things about this World Cup, in your opinion? She says, as you mentioned earlier, it's the fact that the money spent on the event is desperately needed everywhere else in Brazil. And even worse, everyone knows that FIFA are sucking out the last drop of whatever they can get from a country that's hosting the World Cup. And nobody is actually leaning up against it. Once the first game is kicked off, we all, and that includes myself as well, get hypnotised by the goings-on on the pitch and we keep losing track of what's going on as a whole then fifa pack up literally leaving scorched earth and take our attention with them wherever they head for and nobody cares about the social conditions in brazil anymore after the world cup has moved elsewhere i really hope that the cycle can be broken someday can i can i say it like that she says i've looked up um Tufelsgris, I think it's a German word, and it, she's looked this word up. She's looking for a translation. Um, I can't read it. Tufelsgris, Tufelsgris. Anyway, I'm sure. Yeah, just 
help me out in the comments section with the pronunciation of that one. Um, and uh, she's looked it up and it says literally it, it would be translated as Devil's Circle. And I found Catch-22, Doom Loop and Vicious Circle, Break the Cycle and a few other things. But I still wonder which one might be a common expression. What's Catch-22 anyway, she asks. And I, okay, I, uh, I wrote a vicious circle, that's the correct one. Um, Alright, let me just uh, explain. Okay, I've got to go a bit fast because I'm um, starting to run out of time here. And I've got stuff to do today. I've got some relaxing to do. Um, okay, a vicious circle is the one I thought. Okay, so um, she's talking about the process of FIFA, like, um, of, of countries uh, attempting to get the World Cup and f uh, because they need the development. They're in a weak position and they need the, the help of FIFA. So they attract the World Cup, they spend a lot of money on, on uh, their um, hosting uh, bid, and then FIFA come in. They 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 sort of like um, use up all of the enthusiasm of the host nation and build um, stadiums and so on. They don't give enough back and they leave, and then everyone has to pick up the pieces. And it's a sort of cycle that goes, you know, that can't be stopped. It's a cycle that can't be broken, right? And in German, it would be a devil's circle. Well, in English, we'd say it's a vicious circle. Okay, a vicious circle. And how can we break the cycle? Okay, how can you break this vicious circle? Okay, uh, we also we talk about a downward spiral. And that's when, and often I think we use downward spiral when we're talking about things getting worse and worse and worse. Um, so for, you know, like a drug addict, you, you could talk about, you know, after he lost his, his wife, he just went into a downward spiral. Of drink and drugs, all right? Uh, in this case, it's a vicious circle because it's a circle that goes round and round. It's very difficult to stop it, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a bad situation. Uh, Catch-22, uh, Sabine, is a, is a novel, um, and in this, it's a famous novel, and it deals with a man's situation in a war zone. Basically, he's a pilot in World War... I think it's World War II or the Korean War. Um, jo Joseph Keller... Isn't it Joseph Keller who wrote the book? Um, let me just make sure I'm, I'm giving you the, the right uh, info on this. It's an absolutely classic American novel. Um, and uh, um, I'm just, just having a look. Joseph Keller, Catch-22. Yes, it is him. It's a brilliant classic American novel. It's set during World War II. It was uh, published in 1961. The title of the book is Catch-22. And it's... It, in a nutshell, it's about um, a, f a pilot in the war who um, is in hospital and his situation is that he's fed up with flying. It's insane. You fly into a war zone, you've got a great chance of being killed. It's a total nightmare. It's an insane nightmare. Okay, He doesn't want to do it anymore. So he goes into a hospital. I think this is how it works. He goes into a hospital and he fakes sort of mental illness. And then he gets into a situation where he now can't get out of the situation. It's it's a catch twenty two situation, and it goes. He goes to see his um, uh, army doctor, and he says to the doctor, "Doctor, um, I'm I'm okay. I want to get out of the hospital. I'm 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 healthy again. Um, uh, I want to fly. I want to fly because he just wants to get out of the hospital. I want to fly." I'm okay. And the, and the doctor says, well, if you want to fly, you must be insane. So, no, you're not healthy. You're staying in the hospital, right? And um, the 
The oh god. <laughs> oh no, I think I might be getting catch twenty two wrong. Um, all right. Okay, I'm going to continue, even though I think I might be getting it wrong. Um, the Then the other situation is, he goes, okay, all right, that's obviously the wrong thing to say. I can't say that I want to fly because they'll think I'm insane. Because obviously it's insane to fly into a war zone. So he says, okay, I don't want to fly. I don't I don't want to fly. Um, it's it's terrible. And he says, well, you're a pilot. It's your it's your responsibility to fly. You're obviously uh, having mental problems. You, ne you need to stay in the hospital. Um yeah, I think that's how it goes. All right, let me just um, um, catch twenty-two. Meaning, I'm going to just f quickly find something on the internet. Um, so ultimately, yes, it's a it's a dilemma or a difficult circumstance from which there is no escape. Um, and uh, okay, so all right, th this is a nice summary on Wikipedia. It says um, it, the main character pretends to be mad in order to avoid dangerous combat missions, but his desire to avoid them is taken to prove his sanity. Oh, that's it. Okay, so he says, I, uh, I don't want to fly. And the, the doctor says, well, um, of course you don't. Of course you don't want to fly. That's a perfectly rational, rational thing to say. You're clearly uh, mentally stable, and that's why you've got to fly. Okay? Um, and if he says, I want to fly, then the doctor said, well, you must be mad. Uh, and the doctor then says, okay, you want to fly? Great, there you go, you can fly. So whatever he does, either he says, I don't want to fly, and that proves that he's sane, and so he has to fly. Um, and if he says, I don't, I, I'm getting confused, aren't I? <laughs> it's a ca it's, this is not a catch-22 situation, what I'm in right now. This is just a confusing situation. I think you get the idea. I want to. F I, I don't want to fly. Well, that proves that you're sane, so therefore you have to fly. I do want to fly. Go ahead, then. You can fly. So whatever he does, he has to fly. So that's the catch-22 situation. It's an in inescapable situation. But the one you're talking about with FIFA and the way that they um, um, sort of cause problems to nations is a vicious circle. All right, fine. Um, she says, uh, any other comments? Oh, yes, I almost forgot. You've talked a little bit about donations. And I've got something to say to all the lepers out there. I can recommend to all of you who can afford a little donation, donate to Luke's English Podcast. You'll enjoy listening to Luke even more. That's right, Sabine sent me a donation. Thank you very much, Sabine. Um, I hope you feel now like you're more of a stakeholder in Luke's English Podcast in some way. It must be nice for you to be able to, to hear your comments read out. And uh, I appreciate your support, Sabine. Uh, and, and any support that I get from my listeners, it's very, very much appreciated. Um, I, you know, as you know, I do this all in my free time. Right now, I should be relaxing. I should be just doing nothing because I'm very tired. I've had a very busy time, and you may be able to hear it in my voice. Um, I've got ulcers in my mouth. Do you know what that means? Do you know what an ulcer is? It's like um, it, I get them when I'm tired and run down. And I get them actually quite a lot. And I've had them my whole lives. My whole lives? What? I've only had one life as far as, far as I know. Anyway, I've had ulcers, ulcers my whole life. And I, I get them to this day. And I tend to get them when I'm very tired and run down. I haven't had enough sleep and, and so on. Um, an ulcer is like a very painful... Uh, like, like hole or a cyst inside your mouth, and right now I've got one on the un on the inside of my bottom lip. I was eating ice cream the other day, and I bit my lip. Ah! Just bit my lip. 
because I already had an ulcer there, so it was a bit swollen. So I bit my lip when I was eating ice cream. It's horribly painful. It's like someone had punched me in the face. And so now that I've got actually three ulcers in one spot there, lovely. And I've got another one on my tongue, like at the base of my tongue on the right-hand side. So you might not be able to hear it in my voice. Maybe you can. It might sound different. But I'm sort of feeling like I'm speaking like this a little bit because it's it's hurting. I know some of you are probably thinking, well, come on, Luke. No, don't. You don't need to do the episode just stop talking and just sit down and relax but um i mean i you know to be honest i just thought no i've got to get this world cup episode done because um uh you know the longer i leave it after the end of the tournament the less people will be interested plus um i've had this one um you know on my list of of things to do for ages so i've got to get it done and then I'll relax. So that's the, that's the situation. Don't worry if you're thinking, oh, what's up with Luke? Is he okay? I'm absolutely fine. But um, it just shows to you that, you know, I'm committed to fulfilling my side of the deal here. And uh, it, would, uh, it, it makes it easier. It takes the weight off my shoulders a bit when I get a little bit of support uh, from, from you as well. I love your comments. I love your, your likes on Facebook and stuff like that. But the, the, the best way, the most sincere way to show your appreciation for the work that I do for you is to send me a donation. All right, that's enough. That's enough of that. Let's move on with a comment from Klinger Wilson. And he says, which team do you think will win? And he says, Brazil! Sorry, Klinger, sorry. Um, which, what surprised you the most in this competition? And he says, the tournament is definitely full of surprises. Teams that we're not expecting to be strong enough are now proving us wrong and playing in the same level as the strongest teams, I reckon. Um, any other comments? He says, I would just like to thank you because I never had a chance before. Your podcast has been my main resource of English and has helped me a lot. When I started listening to it, I was just able to understand a few words. And now I still face difficulties, but I can understand most of it. And it's a big achievement for me. I owe it to you. Thank you very much. Well, thanks, Klinger. I'm glad that it's um, been so useful to you. I I know you. I remember your name. You've been listening to Luke's English podcast for quite a long time now. And I'm very glad that it's, it's proving to be a success. I mean, I started Luke's English podcast five years ago. Okay, and I, I've always known that, I've always believed that listening to Luke's English podcast is very useful as part of a long-term learning program. You're not going to get, I mean, you're going to improve your English in a short period of time, like a few weeks or months or something. But ultimately, the best way to get, you know, uh, the best out of Luke's English podcast is to listen to every episode from start to finish, listen to all of it, listen to them twice, and keep listening, be a long-term listener, follow the podcast and listen again and again. And after doing that for several years, okay, after being a, 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 a regular listener for several years, the result will be clear, it'll be obvious so I'm really pleased for you, Klinger. I'm glad that the, your English is, has got better and that you feel it's a, a direct result of listening to Luke's English podcast. And I appreciate your comment. I refer everyone, of course, back to the previous comments I made about donations. That is the most sincere way to express your gratitude. But it's optional. You can do it if you want. You don't have to do it. There's, you know, Don't feel ob- obliged. I just try and persuade you sometimes, okay? Um, right, good. Ali says, hi dear teacher Luke. By the way everyone, it's either hi hi Luke or, or dear Luke. You don't need to say hi dear Luke. Uh, unless of course you're, saying, you're calling me dear Luke. 
like I'm you know what I mean like it's sort of attached to my name but you can just say hi Luke or dear Luke you don't need to do hi and dear together I, I like it it's, it's nice but it's, it's not really necessary and and uh, people always call me teacher Luke I think maybe that's just because that's my it's like my username and my website name that's fine um, my name's Luke you could just call me Luke, but teacher Luke's fine. I think in many cultures it's normal to add the word teacher before the name. That's kind of part of the reason why I put teacher in, in my website address. Uh, for example, in, in Japan, I might be called uh, Ruku Sensei, Luke Sensei, which is like teacher Luke. And I'm sure in other, other cultures as well, you would insert the word teacher as a title of some kind. We don't normally do that in England. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's nice. It's nice. I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, Ali says, Brazil was about to lose the penalties against Chile. I'm not their fan, but I'm happy that they're still in the competition. Um, Bear in mind, everyone, that this was written before Brazil were knocked out dramatically by Germany. Um, We're going to get to to that in the timeline uh, in due course. Uh, But let's continue with Ali's comment. Can you imagine a World Cup without England, Italy, Spain and Brazil? Well, yes, I I can actually, because we saw it. He says, I believe that a final match between Brazil and the Netherlands can be the most exciting final. Um, Who's the star and what's the best moment so far? I never forget what Luis Suarez did and the scene when Chiellini, the Italian player, tried to show his shoulder to the referee. What would you do if someone bit you while playing? What would I do, uh, Ali? I don't know. I'd probably turn to the player and say, um, so everything okay with your meal, sir? Would you like any salt and pepper? Bread, maybe? Would you like to order some wine? Um, I'd probably say that, you know. Do you want to, would you like a side order of fish and chips with that? Um, um, yes, that, I, that's probably what I would say. I don't know if I would be able to be so sarcastic in the moment. I'd probably just say, oh, what are you doing? That's probably what I would do. It wouldn't be quite as witty and sardonic. Um, He says, it's interesting that I heard he's going to play in Barcelona after four months. It's funny. Yeah, just, he's just going to move to Barcelona. That's his, yeah. Well, despite being banned for four months, I mean, it's not that hard for him. Because ultimately he's going to move to one of the biggest clubs in the world. If um, his, uh, his team, Liverpool, want to get rid of him. It's not that bad for Suarez in the end. He's going to end up at Barcelona. As long as he stops biting people. Just stop it, Lewis, okay? Learn your lesson. Um, uh, He says, I want to say that I'm writing from Iran. I'm sure that you've never been to Iran. I personally have listened to all of your podcasts. We like you and respect you a lot. Best wishes. Thank you very much, Ali. And you're right, I've never been to Iran. Um, I'd love to go to Iran one day. There's so many places to visit, so many things to do. But I really appreciate the fact that uh, I'm popular over there. Um, it's great to know. It really is. Sincerely. Um, Vibhav from India he uh, has, has commented again. And Vibhav says, Hi Luke, I'm Vibhav from India. I'm not sure, Vibhav, if you're a boy or a girl. Now I'm assuming you're a boy. Alright, fine. Um... I have made gender mistakes in the past with names. It's not always clear to me, but I'm just going to guess that you're a you're a guy. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You're right. Uh, we are pretty bad at playing football in India, but we compensate that by winning the Cricket World Cup in 2011. Yes, cricket, massive sport in India. I absolutely love cricket. I love it to bits, and I, I'd love to do an episode about cricket in the future where I explain it and. 
and most people who don't play it don't understand it they think it's boring but it's not at all it's brilliant um second question who's the star he says james rodriguez from colombia he's at the top of the table for the golden boot award third uh, surprises he says, uh, when underdog teams like Costa Rica, Colombia, Belgium qualified for the quarterfinals, I'd love to see at least one of them in the semifinals. Um, fourth, best moments. Uh, the best moment will be if Luke presents the trophy to the winning team in Brazil. That will be great. I'd love to do that. Wasn't it um, uh, that, that supermodel? Um, what's her name? Uh, Oh, God, I can't remember. Anyway, Brazilian supermodel. I think she was one of the people involved in presenting the trophy. Giselle Bunchen. Giselle Bunchen? <sighs> yes, it's been a long three weeks. I think you know who I mean. Gorgeous Brazilian supermodel. She dated uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. She's, you know... She, we see her on the sides of buses advertising clothes and things. Um, anyway... Um, uh, what are the worst things about this World Cup, in your opinion? He says that the three worst things are the time-wasting, the fake injuries, and putting too much pressure on players by their local media. Other comments, he says, how's your brother James? Is he fully recovered from his shoulder injury? Uh, is he enjoying the World Cup or just uh, stop watching it after England? Thanks, Luke. Bye. Um, well, yeah, my brother is is recovering well. I've just spent uh, I just sort of spent the weekend with him. We watched the World Cup final together with a, with a big group of us together watching it, and my brother was there. And um, no, he's been enjoying the World Cup. He's not a big football fan, but he has enjoyed watching uh, the games. And we watched the final together. His shoulder is improving. He still has to exercise it every day. He sort of does some flexing and things like that and stretching to exercise it i hope that he's doing it enough um and he's not skating at the moment uh, so he's coming along nicely thank you very much for asking uh jill marnie hello uh and she says which team do you think will win um she says well i'm not sure i'm not so sure now but i think netherlands the netherlands team will win who's the star she says lionel messi uh worst things uh, she says, I don't really know, but I think in 2010 I was so excited for the World Cup, and this year it's, it's just, it's, it's still not exciting. Maybe it's because it's a predictable competition. Okay. Uh, any other comments? She said, thank you for reading out my previous comment, but I'm a girl, and you said he last episode. Jill Marnie is my surname, and my, my name's Jawsa. It means Gemini in English. Well, I'm really sorry, uh, Jawsa. I didn't mean to get get that wrong. Um, so you're a girl. Great. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. Gemini. Right. That's what your name means. I'm a Gemini. That's my star sign. Um, yes. Right. So um, uh, I, I replied, so sorry, Gilmani. Uh, I'll get it right next time. Okay. Fine. I hope you forgive me for it. Um, I'm sure you will because you're a Gemini too, like me. Uh, Mark says, hello Luke, I'm originally Russian-Ukrainian from Argentina. So basically I've been rooting for Argentina from the start. Uh, uh, number one, I'll be happy with either Argentina, since I live here, or Germany, because they're amazing and I love the way they conduct and play on the pitch. Not to mention the fact I love this country and their language so badly. They both have the potential to win. Um, who's the star? He says, James Rodriguez. Uh, surprises? He says, the way Belgium performed. Cool guys. Yeah. Yeah, Belgium did well, didn't they? Yeah, the dark horse team. 
And they, they got through to the quarterfinals. 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 Yes. Okay. Argentina. They got beaten 1-0. Um, and um, uh, he says uh, he was surprised because they're... All right. Where are we? All right. Fourth. Uh, both uh, best moments. He says both surprised and amused by the elimination of Spain, Italy and Portugal. Surprised because they're kind of super famous football teams. And even though I don't have anything against those countries, I was pleased to see those prima donnas being out. They're not as cool as they think they are. Number five. What are the worst things about this World Cup in your opinion? He says the amount... uh, the amount of money being spent on it the football's amazing but it's not that important to be valued more than the than people's primary needs hmm sixth any other comments earlier this month i went to ecuador and an amazing thing was i noticed that the day ecuador was playing the day ecuador was playing half the country virtually didn't work and they and the day they won it was an unofficial day off for everybody wow that must have been cool right now at this point in the timeline germany then defeated brazil 7-1 in the semi-final boom amazing new moment in in world cup history and i wrote uh, some comments in the thread just to give myself some things to say in this episode so i said um okay brazil brazil won germany seven um and uh, there's a link to a, an article on mashable.com which kind of gives a little summary of the game and i i, I said um words that come to mind um it's unprecedented if something's unprecedented, it means it's never happened before. Extraordinary, heartbreaking, stunning, incredible, jaw-dropping. You know, your jaw is the bottom half of your mouth, and if you're surprised, uh, your jaw opens uh, like that. So it's jaw-dropping, impressive, and staggering. Staggering is like, wow, it's like so amazing that you almost lose balance, you know? Um, And I said these things. The game turned so quickly. Five goals in about 30 minutes. I think it's less than that, even. Brazil collapsed after the the first goal. They seemed to completely lose themselves. Mentally, they were defeated after three goals. Germany were excellent. And their teamwork shone brilliantly as they dismantled Brazil on the counter-attack. I thought that Germany was going to keep scoring. For a moment, I was concerned that there was going to be a dangerous reaction from angry supporters. In fact, so far, the fans are just upset and hurt rather than fully enraged. Uh, This result was a combination of a Brazilian collapse and a stunning display of teamwork by the Germans. And it's going to go down in World Cup history. Brazil. This is the biggest humiliation in, in international football that Brazil has ever experienced. I look at images of the audience in tears, kids crying, people in floods of tears, and it's actually very moving. I can't help feeling sorry for everyone. I realise that Brazil actually did very well to get to the semi-finals, much better than England, for example. But this massive defeat, in this manner, at home, it must be terribly painful. I can't say for sure, of course, how it feels for the Brazilians, because I'm, I'm not Brazilian, I'm, I'm English, I'm not there, I haven't seen it with my own eyes. I'm just speculating, really. But it seems to have been, pretty, uh, it seems to have been a pretty powerful blow. Um, I've always admired Brazil for its passionate footballing spirit. It's clear that it's a very emotional thing for the Brazilians, so I do feel the pain. Um, This game is going to haunt Brazil for years. They're still getting over losing the 1950 World Cup final at home 
to Uruguay. Uh, but this is worse than that, I think. Uh, just the scoreline and the way that the players performed. Um, I think the players may never live it down. They might never fully get over it. Um, I feel sorry for them. It's a lot of pressure to carry on your shoulders. Thank goodness Brazil didn't lose to a neighbouring country because in a way that would have made it even more humiliating for them. Uh, although I'm sure that many Brazilian people would, um, you know, be behind uh, their neighbouring countries as well as a, as a gesture of solidarity with fellow South American countries. Um, what happened to the team? Well, first of all, it, it wasn't the strongest Brazilian team we've seen. Neymar is brilliant, but you need more strength in the team as a whole. You need more strength in depth, right? After all, it is a team game. Now, when Neymar was injured and was unable to play, I think that that must have been like a punch in the stomach for the other players on on, on the team. Um, and um, then their captain, Thiago Silva, uh, was not allowed to play uh, due to receiving two yellow cards in the two previous games. Um, and so, to an extent, he let the side down. The team badly missed the leadership of their captain and the mental security of having, of having these two key players on the pitch. I noticed at the beginning of the game that the players had uh, Neymar's shirt and they were like holding up his shirt as a way of sort of like, you know, sort of saying, you know, Neymar is still with us on the pitch even though he's injured. And I felt like think you know, I felt like that was a mistake. You know, they shouldn't have made such a big deal about the fact that Neymar wasn't there. They should have just tried to get on with the game as a team. Like forget about Neymar. He's not on the pitch. Just focus on operating as a team and and, you know, you've got to try and win this game. Not think about how, you know, your buddy isn't with you. So Obviously, it was sad that Neymar wasn't there, but I think they really needed to just try and put that to to one side and focus on the task at hand. So I felt like mentally they were a little bit broken by that. Um, um, so they, you know, this meant they weren't quite mentally prepared for the pressure of the game. So the lesson learned is don't rely on individuals. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts, which means that the team is is actually more powerful than all the individuals together. You know what I mean? Um, like, for example, the analogy works for lifting a piano, okay? Two people can lift a piano, but one person can't lift half a piano, right? Because two is actually worth more than two individuals. You know, two people working together is worth more than uh, two individuals doing individual things. Yeah, okay. The sum, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Germany. Uh, this is an example of how Germany has developed a great team and a great footballing infrastructure. What a great example of teamwork. They were amazing on the counter-attack. Without wishing to perpetuate stereotypes, this is a perfect example of German efficiency and pragmatism. It shows that football is a team sport. The team is bigger than any, any individual stars. I think this team is now a formidable force, and this is modern football at its best. The Germans in Brazil must have felt almost 
embarrassed or sheepish, especially um, the players on the pitch. I mean, during the, this massive defeat of Brazil, they must have looked around, seen the effect that it was having on the players and the fans. They must have felt almost a bit awkward about it. The final whistle must have been a, a relief in a way, because they must have felt, you know, as I said, a bit embarrassed about humiliating Brazil at home like that. Although, of course, they must have been absolutely delighted too. They just had to kind of keep it a, a little bit quiet. Um, still, they deserve the victory. They were brilliant. Okay, I've just had a quick look at the clock. I realise that I'm now drifting towards an hour and a half. So I'm going to fly through the rest of these comments fairly quickly and keep it brief. Okay, so um, on balance, Brazil, please don't feel too bad. You've still won five World Cups. Some countries have never won. And some countries hardly ever get into the World Cup in the first place. All in all, I feel sorry for the Brazilian team. Sure, they were responsible for their defeat but I hope the country gives them a chance and doesn't treat them too harshly. All they wanted to do was bring joy to the hearts of their people, and in the end, they just caused them emotional pain. Scolari will probably take responsibility for this, but nevertheless, I, I hope that the players are not attacked too much in the media or anything. That's certainly what would happen in England. Um, on Facebook, I've been saying welcome to the club for every time uh, a team that gets knocked out. Welcome to the club is a phrase that you can say in English and, and it kind of means me too especially if more than one person involved for example um, this situation I've just been told that I have to wait here for another half an hour before seeing the doctor and someone might say yeah welcome to the club we've been here for an hour and a half Okay, so it's like saying me too. In this case, it was a club of teams that had been knocked out of the World Cup, starting with Spain, Portugal and England. Some of the original members of this esteemed club, which grew and grew during the competition, were, as I said, England, Spain and, and Portugal. Sorry if my comments on Facebook seem a little bit flippant, which basically means kind of making light of serious things when perhaps you shouldn't. I'm just kidding, you know, really. I don't mean to, to, to make light of... Uh, quite serious sort of feelings that people have about football but really if your team has been knocked out you are in a club of friendly people uh, who know how you feel that's all I was trying to ex express um, um, okay on, on some Facebook comments you know uh, tensions have been running pretty high regarding how people feel about their teams losing um, that's kind of normal uh, I posted a couple of other questions like has Brazil's great history perhaps caused the Brazilians to get complacent has the Brazilian football bubble burst who's going to win this World Cup can the Netherlands or Argentina stop Germany don't forget about Messi if Argentina win this World Cup will it make things even worse for Brazil I mean will, will they be embarrassed about um, you know uh, about their their rival winning the World Cup um, in on their territory. I wonder. I don't think so. But anyway, it's interesting to, to, to consider the question. Mark says, now the, now the best moment for me is definitely the game of Germany against Brazil. Seven goals in just a semi-final. That's impressive. Germany, ole, ole. All right. Yaron says, wow, I'm over the moon. What a game. I expected that the Germans will beat the Brazilians at the semi-final. Um... I expected that the Germans would beat the Brazilians in the semi-final, um, but 5-0 um, at half-time, um, just a second, 5-0 at half-time, um, and 
7-1 at full time, I, I didn't see that coming. In addition, Closer managed to beat Fat Ronaldo's record by scoring his 16th goal in any World Cup. I mentioned before that the Germans play as a team and not based on one or two stars. So in this game, it was clear to see. Players without an ego, a team that shares the ball and wins as a team, well done. Let's get down to business. My answers to your questions. Uh, which team? Germany. I hope that they manage to win the final against whoever or whomever it will be. I think they deserve it. Number two, who's the star of the World Cup? He says, the Germans as a team. I think that football should be more about teams and less about individuals. After all, football is not tennis. Thirdly, although there were a lot of surprising things in this World Cup, I think the most surprising thing is the fact that Spain didn't manage the to pass the group stage. Fourth, best moments, the first half of the Germany-Brazil semi-final match. Watching a team score five goals in 30 minutes, it was priceless. As a fan of Germany's national team, it was delightful. Uh, worst things, you talked a lot about the money spending. I agree that this subject is a bit controversial. There are lots of issues in Brazil, but around the world as well. As a Middle East citizen, I think there are major problems that the world needs to deal with without getting too much into politics. I don't think that so he's saying he doesn't want to get too much into politics here. He says, I don't think that Luke's English podcast should be the place to, to debate about it, not, at least not in this episode. Um, okay, Yaron, I appreciate that. What you're saying is that um, uh, there are plenty of big problems um, everywhere, not just in Brazil, uh, but in all many countries, for example, in the Middle East. We know right now there are all kinds of big things going on. Uh, and I agree, yes, I hope that the world can focus on fixing problems with similar amounts of interest and intensity as we focus on the World Cup. If we could do that, I think that we would manage to fix lots of things. Any other comments? He says, I have a question about the phrase, at the time. In World Cup thread number one, I wrote at the time, and you corrected it to at one time. Uh, generally uh, speaking, I use this phrase when I would like to refer to action that's been made at, uh, in the past, um, more or less like once upon a time, that was, as it's used in a fairy tale. Do I use it wrongly? Is it at the time? Is at the time a phrase at all? If yes, how should I use it correctly? Anyhow, as usual, I'd like to thank you a lot for teaching us English. I really appreciate the fact that you do it. Yaron from Israel. So my response to that grammatical or lexical question is, at the time, use this phrase when referring to a time that you have already mentioned. Um, okay, so already um, so use at the time when you've already mentioned the time that you're referring to um, use at one time when you haven't mentioned the past period at all so uh, no context has been given and there's nothing to refer back to that's when you use at one time uh, but at the time here you're using the and this refers to something that's already been stated for example, did I ever tell you about when I met David Bacon? Uh, <clears throat> let me start. David Bacon. Who's that? Someone who makes bread, I suppose. A very attractive bread maker. Anyway, it, for example, did I ever tell you about when I met David Beckham? I was living in Japan at the time. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so here we've already established a past event, when I met David Beckham. And the the in at the time is referring back to that. Okay, but at one time I didn't know anything about grammar at all, but now I know quite a lot. 
So here we use one because it's the first time you're referring to a past moment. And so it's just one of many times in the past. Okay? It's a bit like the difference between using a and or an and the, you know? Okay. Um, next, Mohammed K. He says, 7-1. Unbelievable. What happened to Brazil? I think Germany won not because they're very strong, but because Brazil were very weak, especially the defence line. I was about to cry. It's a shock for Brazil lovers all around the world. Samuel says, uh, Samuel says this, uh, Higher, well, despite being so passionate about Brazilian football, I have to admit that the Germans taught us a great lesson yesterday. In addition, they were relentless, organised, more focused, and they definitely deserve to go through. Well done, Germans. As for Brazil, the fat lady has sung. Sorry. Uh, this is a reference to the expression, it's not over until the fat lady sings, which um, often it comes from stereotyped images of operas opera singers, perhaps German operas, which often culminate at the end with a final aria by a fat female character. So the opera isn't finished until the fat lady sings at the end. But we use it in football to say there's still time for this game to change, so don't count your chickens before they hatch, okay? Because it's not over till the fat lady sings. You know, it's one of the stereotypes, uh, phrases from football. They say, well, you know, football, it's a game of two halves. It's a game of two halves. It only takes a second to score a goal doesn't it you know it's not over till the fat lady sings it's a game of two halves it only takes a second to score a goal it's not over till the fat lady sings these are stereotype things that people say about football you hear tv commentators saying those things all the time um Miguel says, justice, Luke, justice. I think Germany deserve to win the World Cup. Um, Why? Because they have won because their skills and football, because of their skills and football, uh, not because of referees' help. Anyway, I'm from Mexico and we still can't get over it. It wasn't a penalty. He's there referring to uh, the Robin dive and the penalty against Mexico. Amber again, she says, hi again. That match between Brazil and Germany last night was a massacre. That hurt. Well, the Brazil team was weakened without Neymar and Silva, but the result, 7-1? It was beyond my expectations. I couldn't help not to start laughing after the third goal, and the rest of the game seemed like not suitable for children under 14. I must admit I feel sorry for all Brazilian fans. It looked like a living nightmare for them, and sadly so many hearts were broken last night. Also being a host and uh, and competing... Uh, must have been a heavy burden to carry. I'd just like to say it's football. It happens to the best, if that helps. Sorry, Brazilians. Whoever gets to play against Germany, watch out. Luke, did you notice how their players reacted after they received that one goal, despite the result of 7-1? Like, what? Whose fault was it? How could we, how could we allow that? Uh, so she's referring to the Germans. Even though they were seven goals up, when they lost one goal, they were, like, really uh, incredulous. Um she says that's a winning mentality that many footballers lacked so far respect and salute also a lesson to other coaches about how they should prepare their teams before any game you wrote the team is bigger than any individual stars i was just saying that before because i totally agree i think i'll watch the remaining games just for entertainment and good sport and i hope nobody gets a heart attack or anything may the best team win P.S. I also thought Jill Marnie is he and not she. Ha ha ha. Hello, Jill Marnie. Glad there are more girls on this topic. Cheers. Uh, Yaron says, more questions, more answers. Has Brazil's great history... Um, 
perhaps cause the Brazilians to get complacent? I don't think it's about getting complacent. It's about the absence of leadership. After the first goal, the Brazilians got a punch in their stomach, but they still functioned more or less. But after the second goal, they totally collapsed. In my opinion, it was mainly because Neymar and or De, De Silva uh, were were not in the on the pitch. Were not on the pitch in the team on the pitch. Uh, I think that I think that absence of the talent of these players was not as important as the leadership of these players. No one in the Brazil team has faith had faith uh, that they could win at this point and they were missing a leadership player uh, that could encourage the team members by saying stuff like that it's still possible there's still a chance to win. Has the Brazilian football bubble burst? No. I think that Brazil was and will be one of the top 10 teams. Um, they have a lot of talent and a lot of passion to the game. In my opinion, if someday someone teaches them the meaning of synergy, then they will have it all. Talent, passion and team play. Who's going to win this World Cup? Can the Netherlands or Argentina stop Germany? Don't forget about Messi. For sure. Whoever will play against Germany in the final will be the underdog. But after all, it's football. You can, you, you never can, you can never know. You can never know. All the options are still open. Whatever will happen, I really hope uh, that it will be a fair game. If Argentina win this World Cup, uh, will this make things even worse for Brazil? I think that the Brazilians hit rock bottom yesterday, and it can't be worse than that. So my answer is no. I would say at this point that I really feel sorry for the Brazilians and it really was uncomfortable watching Brazil supporters broken up as well as watching the Brazilian players cry at the end of the game. By the way, what's the story with all these rainy men? Football players are men, aren't they? Is football about diving and crying? Shouldn't it be a tough game? Just kidding. It's just me writing nonsense. Okay, in about half an hour, the next semi-final will kick off. Whatever will happen in it, and whatever will happen in the finals, I remind to all of us, winners and losers, always look on the bright side of life. Thanks again, and bye, 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 Yaron. Yaron there referring to a song by Monty Python's Flying Circus there, a bit of uh, intertextuality. Uh, right, Mark says, in response to the utterance that Brazil got weakened without Neymar, that's, I think, a good wake-up call for them. Not to put all your expectation on just one player. This is a team sport. There should be a strong team, not just one person. By the way, I wonder why your country, Luke, is represented by just England, not the UK. Uh, not Great Britain. Well, Mark, um, the UK is actually a union of four countries, all right? And in most sports, uh, the players represent one of those four countries, except in the Olympics uh, and some other exceptions. But it's generally in the Olympics we have a British team from the UK. It's complicated, but most sports, it's England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, because those are the four countries that are united in the United Kingdom. Um, the, the, the Olympics is an exception to that. Luciana says, okay, we've just got a few more comments left here. Um, this is a long one, isn't it? Um, Luciana says, hello, teacher Luke. I'm Luciana from Brazil. Hello, Luciana. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're fine after the, after the upset that you experienced last week. She says, which team do you think will win? I hope Argentina. Really? Nothing can be worse to Brazil than what happened in the semi-final. Having said that, I hope that Argentina can honour Latin America. Right, I see. Good. You're, you're, 
you've got your support behind your, your continent as a whole. Um, secondly, who's the star of the World Cup so far? She says, Costa Rica's team. Ha 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 ha. Okay, I don't know why you're laughing there, uh, but that's fine. We like laughter here uh, at Luke's English Podcast. Uh, fifth, what are the worst things about this World Cup in your opinion? She says, one, that it's happening here in Brazil for the well-known reasons. Okay. Two, Ronaldo. That's fat Ronaldo, isn't it? Ronaldo as commentator. Someone said that with two more remarks, he will equal Pele's stupidity record. Thirdly, Costa Rica's elimination. Uh, Fourth, Brazil fans booing the team when it's losing. Yeah, that is a bit disappointing. The England fans do that too sometimes. And uh, any other comments? Well, what I really came here to tell you is this. Do you know who is to, who, who is to blame for that disastrous Germany 7-1 uh, 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 destruction of Brazil? It's Mick Jagger. Really? Brazil losing the match is not is not his fault, but since I've seen the promotional video about Monty Python's reunion and noticed that Mick Jagger was watching a football match narrated by one of the most known and most disliked Brazilian football narrators, Galvão Bueno, I sensed disaster. Okay, so, right, what she's referring to here is there's a clip on YouTube. It's very funny and and really great, and it's Mick Jagger. He's watching the World Cup. You can hear the football game, and he's you can't see the TV, but he's watching the World Cup. He's sitting on a sofa with Charlie Watts, the drummer from the Rolling Stones, and their their manager walks in, and they start talking about the Monty Python reunion, and he's saying, uh, um, he says to Mick Jagger. Um, oh, you know, Monty Python are re- uh, reuniting. And Mick Jagger starts making all these comments about how they're too old, uh, all the best stuff was done in the 70s, and they're just in it for the money. Um, and it's funny because he, he could equally be talking about the Rolling Stones because everything he says uh, equally applies to the Rolling Stones. They're too old. They're only doing it for the money. Uh, they're just going to do all that old stuff. And it was, it was at its best in the 70s. Um, and um, it's, it's very funny. It's like Mick Jagger making fun of himself. And at the end of the sketch, the manager says, so what about songs that you're going to do tomorrow? And Mick Jagger's like, oh, we'll do Satisfaction, Get Off My Cloud, Brown Sugar. And the manager says, "Um, Dead Parrot Sketch? And Mick Jagger goes, yeah, yeah, Dead Parrot Sketch. So it's very funny and great. And apparently, um, so... um, Okay, so Luciana says, just so you know, it's a well-known fact here in Brazil that every time Mick Jagger declares his support for Brazil, um, the team loses the match. He is what we call a pre-frio, cold feet in a direct translation, someone who gives bad luck to others. Um, We don't really have a word for someone who gives bad luck. We just say to give bad luck to someone is to jinx someone or to jinx something so you know Mick Jagger always jinxes Brazil does he okay um John I think that's how you you pronounce your name John um John hi Luke Luke Fluke Luke Fluke that used to be my nickname at school and he says hi I remember in one of your old podcasts you mentioned that ha 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 I'm just kidding. I'd like to congratulate you on your great podcast because I've listened to it for one year and a half. I've listened to it a year and, for a year and a half and it has helped me a lot. Thanks. Sorry for all my typing errors. By the way, I'm John from Mexico. So he says he thinks obviously Germany will win. The star will be Mullen from Germany. The biggest surprise is that big teams have not passed uh, into the next round such as Spain, uh, England, Portugal, Italy, the usual suspects. 
and many South American teams qualified, such as Costa Rica and the most recent disappointment of Brazil. Nobody expected this final result, 7-1. Best moments? Well, the most recent has been the good game of Germany because the game Holland versus Argentina, for me, was a little bit boring. Yeah, well, it's hard to top you know, the 7-1 game, isn't it? Um, what are the worst things about this World Cup, in your opinion? He says, let me see. I think the bite of Luis Suarez, the acting or performances by Robin, and the refereeing in some games. Uh, any other comments? He says, I hope Germany win, because this is the team that I support after, eliminate, after uh, Mexico were eliminated. Um, I, it would be nice if you could do a podcast on schools in the UK because I'm interested in studying in a school in the UK. Also, it would be good if you could upload videos on YouTube as you did in the interviews in London. By the way, you've got a good sense of humour. I laugh a lot with your sarcasm. Hilarious. Uh, thanks for everything, Luke. Cheers. Uh, thanks for your comments. Um, a podcast about schools. I did do one about education. It was called like childhood and school days or something. And I mentioned some things about schools, the school system in England there. Uh, videos. Well, yes. Yeah. I actually bought a new camera. I bought a GoPro, which is a really handy little camera that I can use. And so I plan to do some more videos coming up. It's just that the thing about videos is that they take massive amounts of preparation and editing. The file sizes are much bigger. It's all a lot more uh, time consuming to, to, to upload videos. So that's why I don't do many videos. It's just a purely a question of time. I've got so many things to say, so much stuff to do, that I need to do it in audio because it's just a much more convenient way for me to get my message through to you. Also, I think that actually audio is a more convenient way for you to, to consume English because you can listen to it wherever you are, whatever you're doing. But I know the appeal of video. It's really visual. It's great. You, you know, it's just everyone loves watching a video. So I do intend to do more videos in the future and I'm working on it. Okay. Um, Evelyn says, hello, Luke. Unfortunately, it's time to say goodbye to World Cup 2014, which was amazingly eventful and entertaining. Today's final match is going to be fascinating because, in my opinion, even if everybody bets on the German team, I think there is no favourite in such an important game. Both teams have equal chance to win. Before the first Argentina match, I was worried about their defence, but now it turned out that they have probably the best defence, led by Javier Rambo Mascherano. I can't wait to see Leo Messi with the World Cup. My prediction, Argentina will win in a penalty shootout. P.S. Don't worry, Brazil. It could be worse. Actually, no, it couldn't. Okay, um, so finally, uh, that's the end. And I, I closed the comments thread by saying, Hello, this thread is now closed. And I plan to upload a podcast with your comments in the next day or two. Thanks for commenting. If you have other comments to make, you can write in the other forum threads. Cheers, Luke. And that is the end of not only the end of the World Cup, in which Germany emerged victorious uh, with um, stunning teamwork. Argentina came second. Uh, great team. Messi was never really allowed to shine, uh, although he was still brilliant. Um, Argentina, a well-deserved second place. And um, so that's the end of World Cup 2014, and that's the end of this episode of Luke's English Podcast. I'm going to stop almost immediately. Leave your comments on Luke's English Podcast, teacherluke.co.uk. But for now, from me uh, to you, it's goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.